Today is Wednesday, November the 22nd, 2023, and this is a Daily Inc. Up- President Joe Biden has ordered the lowering of all U.S. flags at federal buildings in honor of the passing of former First Lady Rosalind Carter. The flags will be lowered for five days starting this Saturday and through sunset on Wednesday, November 29th. Carter died this past Sunday at the age of 96. She and Jimmy Carter were married for 77 years. Jimmy Carter survives his wife at the age of 99 and is currently in hospice care. Public events for Rosalind will be held in Sumter County, Georgia, where she and the former president were both born. A service will be held in Atlanta next Tuesday and a funeral service at Maranatha Baptist Church on Wednesday. That's the church where the Carters have been members for 40 years since they left Washington, D.C. A federal appeals court has struck down a law out of Maryland saying it's a violation of the Second Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. The law requires residents seeking to own a handgun to earn a handgun qualification license, which involves a four-hour firearm safety class, along with a background check, and a 30-day waiting period. The Fourth Circuit Court found that the law is not consistent with the nation's historical traditions surrounding firearms and regulations. Judge Julius Richardson wrote in the majority opinion, the state of Maryland is seeking to burden all people, even if temporarily, rather than a class of people who have been deemed to be dangerous. Former members of the U.S. military are now suing the U.S. government after being forced out due to the COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Attorneys Dale Saran, Andy Meyer, and Brandon Johnson have all filed separate lawsuits on behalf of their clients in this regard, but they're now joining forces to create a class action lawsuit that they say will seek lost pay and benefits into the billions of dollars. The class action lawsuit was filed within the U.S. Court of Federal Claims, which is designated to deal with illegal military discharges. Attorney Saran told Breitbart News that there are between 80,000 and 100,000 service members who have been impacted by the vaccine mandate, those who were active duty or in the reserves. He says all of them were dismissed from their service without any administrative separation boards or hearings, and in some cases were told to give their military signing bonuses back to the Department of Defense for refusing to take the vaccine. True to his word, social media ex-CEO Elon Musk filed a lawsuit this past Monday against the nonprofit organization known as Media Matters. They've been claiming that the ex-platform was pushing anti-Semitic and pro-Nazi content, and they purposefully called on advertisers to drop their ad money from the platform. Musk's court filing says that Media Matters took screenshots of the ads on accounts that have extreme fringe content and used that limited information to alienate advertisers. The lawsuit was filed in Texas, where the Attorney General Ken Paxton has already started to look into whether Media Matters engaged in potential fraudulent activity. Media Matters says that Musk is engaging in a frivolous lawsuit to bully them into silence. The Israeli government will hold off on any fighting in the Gaza Strip while the Palestinian Hamas terror group releases 50 hostages or more. Those hostages are comprised of women, children, and the elderly. The deal was reached between the two entities on Tuesday night. The ceasefire will last for four days. Hamas claims to be holding 210 of 240 hostages that were taken from Israel on October 7th. The other 30 are apparently being held by Islamic Jihad, which is another group that's engaged in this effort against Israel. These national story updates have been brought to you by Open Inc., a website that is a repository of documents for those who like deep digging, critical thinking, and true journalism where the facts speak for themselves. Up next, a preview of what is coming and what is available on the Open Inc. website. (laughs) 
Well, this week there have been new developments in a story that I brought up for the first time last week on the November 15th Daily Inc. update. On that day, I featured some comments that were made by Harrison Floyd, who did an interview with Alan West that very day. Floyd, remember, is one of the 18 defendants that was named by Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis in her RICO case that has been developed against Donald Trump for for simply questioning and challenging the results of the presidential election in the state of Georgia, along with his legal team and other election workers. That's why she's trying to use RICO law against him. Floyd was the director of the Black Voices for Trump organization during the 2020 presidential campaign. And he was actually called into the state of Georgia to speak to some of the election workers who wanted to talk specifically to a black man about some of the things that were going on during that election. Some of those cases, the women were quoted as saying they didn't trust talking to a white person. What exactly was all discussed between Floyd and these election workers has not yet been revealed. However, that it will certainly be revealed in Harrison Floyd's trial in Georgia During the recent interview that Floyd conducted with Alan West, he referred to some of the video and data that he believes will exonerate Donald Trump and himself in this case that is being brought by Fannie Willis. Floyd even suggested that some of the Georgia state leaders might want to lawyer up. Floyd can be easily followed on Twitter, and he has even made further comments on this case. And apparently that has drawn the attention of D.A. Fannie Willis so that she's recently taken action against Floyd once again. Willis filed a motion with the judge who's presiding in this case with Floyd, and she asked him to revoke bond and put Floyd back in jail just two days before Thanksgiving. Now, remember, Floyd has already spent time in the Fulton County Jail because he was not given a bond option when he was booked for charges coming from Willis, while all the other defendants in this case were given bond. Floyd was denied bond due to the fact that he has a misdemeanor charge against him in Maryland, and D.A. Willis presented that as a flight risk. Apparently, it was the judge who finally granted bail several days later, and Floyd got out. So now Willis has dragged Floyd back into court again, asking the judge to revoke bond on him due to some of the postings he made on Twitter that Willis claims violated his bond agreement because it could be seen as indirect contact with witnesses in this case. Now, here is some of the argument coming from the DA's office in this case as it was captured in the Fulton County courtroom by CanCon, who is on the Rumble platform. A state's exhibit number eight. Once again, this is from the ex page of Defendant Floyd. Uh, And the content is as follows. Black American Dems want the black Trump guy to tell on the racist white Republicans, but only if it's President Trump, question mark, LOL. Look, the truth is that at Georgia Secretary of State and at Gabriel Sterling are the pieces of and it's a emoji. Can you just spell that word as opposed to profanity in the record? Yes, ma'am. It's a an emoji of poop or fecal matter emoji. Um, they are the pieces of that emoji you should be mad at. Uh, make elections fair again. And yeah, that's it. Is there uh, two hashtags after that, sir? Oh, yes, ma'am. The hashtags underneath are hashtag fraud and hashtag Fulton. One of Floyd's defense attorneys cross-examined an assistant district attorney within Willis's office about how exactly Floyd is responsible for the Twitter comments that are made by other accounts in response to his post. Specifically on Exhibit 12, there's a comment at the bottom that you were asked to to highlight and speak on. Correct. And it was made by Leonard Fulford. Okay. And you have no knowledge that 
Mr. Floyd had anything to do with that comment, do you? No knowledge, sir. Likewise, on the bottom of States Exhibit 13, there's a Debbie J, which says brunettes are great at brunettes are great. Hmm? Made an ugly, I'll call it an ugly comment. Yes, sir. You don't have any information or knowledge or belief. And Mr. Floyd had anything to do with that comment being made. Do you? Now, here is Willis herself talking about Floyd's action, claiming it's borderline lunacy, apparently. Um, and as your honor knows, I only have to prove he violated this order one way. And that would be enough to revoke his bond. Um, so I'll lead you to number seven that says the defendant shall not communicate in any way directly or indirectly about the facts of this case when he, with any person known to him or her to be a witness in this case, except through his or her counsel. It's clear they signed it. They understood it. Now, I'm going to take some time and go through a PowerPoint. Um, I didn't ask any questions today to offend you. I asked you because of the absurdity of their argument. Um, my team asked me to tone it down because I referred to it at initially as lunacy, and they asked that I refer to it as absurdity. I would submit you can use either adjective. And here is the judge in this case determining that a bond modification would be the proper steps forward, but certainly not throwing Floyd back into jail. I think is the ultimate result of today's hearing is that it's very clear to me that this bond needs to be modified. And I think it needs to specifically prohibit uh, any public comment concerning Ms. Freeman, uh, concerning her daughter, and concerning other witnesses um, that need to be included. Because even if he's not directly or indirectly communicating with him, however we define that term, I think the public safety interests raised as a result of today's hearing indicate that his actions have a consequence. And because he's under the conditions of this bond order, the court has the ability to curtail and protect that interest. So ultimately, what I would be asking for is for a recommendation uh, from the state. But I would also allow the defense to respond of exactly how they would propose adding uh, or modifying these bond conditions. And I will then take those under advisement and enter a modification on the record. It's very interesting to note why perhaps there's such this increased scrutiny and fervor against Floyd. Could it be because of his initial claims in his first court hearing that if he was able to prove that the Georgia 2020 election results were in fact fraudulent, that the whole case against Trump goes away, that all of Trump's actions following 2020 were fully justified and correct? So this Floyd case is really going to be something to keep an eye on in the future, and I will provide further updates as they emerge. In the meantime, I'm going to replay the comments that were made by Floyd on the Alan West podcast that probably caught the eyes and ears of those in Fulton County and beyond to start listening and observing his Twitter account. Uh, we're going to share the truth and we're going to uncover evidence and there's going to be some very surprising and shocking things that are going to happen. There's going to be some very senior government officials uh, not only in the state of Georgia, but also in our Congress that are very likely looking at serious jail time. Um, some people committed perjury, some people committed treason. And um, it's the, the most interesting uh, part about all this for me is, I think, uh, from working on the Trump campaign and having to be creative in the way that we were engaging is now I get to use that creativity um, against Democrats in a very serious way that is seriously um, going to have an impact on elections moving forward. Thanks for listening to this Daily Inc. update.
Thank you.